Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's known as the Deca yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's known as the Friday Jungle Open. What's going on? Welcome to the show. My name is Jim Rome. Got a lot of show for you on a Friday. Hey, do this for me. Ask not what I can do for you, but let me ask or tell you what you can do for me. Do better. Let's go. Get on the phone. Hit me up. Have a little fun. It's Friday. I've got certain ways and places I want to go with it. But if you would like to take the discussion someplace else, go ahead and do it. I'm wide open. It's a canvas. It's a blank canvas. Do what you want. One. Now, if I have to check you when you do what you want, I will. However, maybe you make it better. And my first take is extremely graphic in nature. Keep that in mind as I get to it. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up. In fact, I've got an interview coming up next segment. A little bit unusual, but we're going to get at it early and often. So let me jump right to it. 1-800-636-8686. If you are following me on the X platform, as over 1 million are, Go ahead and hit me right there, at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at HabitTake.com. The interview at 9.20 Pacific time is with Greg McDermott, the head basketball coach at Creighton. Second hour is wide open. And since we're getting closer to March, you probably see I've been talking to more and more coaches. Matt Norlander is going to join me too. CBS senior college basketball writer. Really, really good at what he does. He joins me at the top of hour number three. I know he'll bring the energy. And then in hour number three, speaking of energy, the Alvin DeLauro energy, the week that was. Dude, dude. So go ahead and do what you do. Go ahead and do what you do, except do it better. Alvin DeLauro energy. I love that. The week that was. However, I don't want to wait until the Alvin DeLauro week that was to have some of that Alvin DeLauro energy. The entire Open has Alvin DeLauro energy. The entire Open is extremely graphic in nature. Thank you. Now, you're welcome, Avi. If this type of thing makes you squeamish, you might want to turn away for about 10 minutes because it is, in fact, extremely graphic in nature. Have I been clear about that i just don't want you coming at me like hey rome whoa 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 i didn't guy? know i didn't know rome maybe you give us a heads up there's your heads up use the telephone number all right so what i'm getting at is this i don't have very many good things to say about major league baseball these days yes i had dave roberts on yes i had bruce bochy on this week these are good things i'm talking about major league baseball as an entity I don't have very many good things to say. In fact, I don't have any good things to say, which is unfortunate because I love baseball. It's sort of like when Rick Pitino said, it's not St. John's, it's my team. It's not St. John's, it's my team. Same thing. It's not baseball. It's the people who run baseball. The people who are running baseball are running it straight into the ground. I love the sport. But the people who run the sport seem like they hate the sport. But this time, I've got to hand it to them for once. Because for once, the people who run baseball actually came up with a great idea. Again, a very graphic idea, but a great idea. Now, because it's a great idea, 
and it was come up with by the people who run the sport, it was probably unintentional. It was probably by accident. In fact, I'm sure it was by accident because there's no way they meant to do this. But let me give credit where credit is due because it's actually amazing. It's actually genius. The newest innovation to the game is the oldest trick in the book. The new idea to get more eyeballs on the sport is to give those eyeballs something to look at. Or really, I should say, give those eyes some balls to look at. Some bats and balls. Because the new baseball innovation that debuted this week, and I love it, I want to give the league a ton of credit for this, but the new innovation is see-through pants. I told you this would have some Alvin DeLauro energy. Alvy's already aroused, excited. And when you see these pants, you're all going to be excited. Like the pants. Alvy? See, Alvy? You're going to wonder where they've been our entire lives, these pants. When you see right through these pants for the first time, you're going to wonder where they've been for the past 120 years of Major League Baseball. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. MLB's new Nike uniforms, manufactured by Fanatics, feature see-through pants. And all you have to do to confirm this is check any of the media day photos of any team in the bigs. Just be warned, these photos are graphic. These photos are what we refer to as NSFW, not suitable for work. Because these new baseball pants are borderline erotic. Borderline erotic. Really, there's nothing borderline about it at all, actually. Which is why I love the idea. Borderline erotic. That's why I think it's such a good idea. MLB is not leaning into this enough. This should be like some sort of joint MLB only fans venture. Where the see-through uniform just gets you to the door. Gets you to the paywall. If you want to see the rest of the show, you have to go to the player's only fans account. I'm telling you, it could be a major revenue driver. I mean, gambling's good. You know what's better? Porn. Seriously, what's a better way to drive revenue than making the bases a little bigger? See-through pants. I mean, yeah, sure. Some people might like the pitch clock. But you know what everybody likes? Porn. MLB actually gets it for once because nothing will get asses in those seats faster than showing a little DMB. You have to you have to promote your best assets if you want to succeed. Especially now that people have so many entertainment options and so many adult entertainment options. It's only logical that MLB would put a bigger spotlight on It's sticks and balls. It's not even like it's a revolutionary idea either. I mean, my man Brian Giles and his naked BP way ahead of this. That was years ago. He knew exactly what the game needed. Skin. More skin. This is why I'm so surprised that the MLBPA, right, Melissa? The MLBPA is all bent right now. 
Tony Clark and the rest of the Players Association should be seeing this as an opportunity, as a potential moneymaker instead of some sort of problem. Tony said, quote, It's disappointing that we have landed in a place where the uniforms are the topic of discussion. End of quote. Disappointing? To whom? It's not disappointing. It's amazing. This is my favorite topic of baseball conversation in years. One of the best ideas that Rob Manford has ever produced. In fact, it might be the first good idea that that commissioner has ever produced. It's not even a good idea. It's a brilliant idea. It's the best idea, which is why I'm going to agree with something. And I never thought I'd say this, but Bob, I agree with you on something. I think that's the first time I've ever agreed with him on something. But he essentially called his shot when he said last week this about the new uniforms. The jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn. So they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, The feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think that that they're going to be really popular. You see? You see, everybody? No mistake here. No manufacturing error here. No miscalculation here. You heard it from the commission himself. These uniforms have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. So, the fact that you can see the DMBs of the players right through their pants is absolutely 100% intentional. They tested the crap out of these pants to make sure you could see all that action. The DMBs aren't a bug, they're a feature. And of course they are. I don't know why this surprises anybody at all. Y'all know sex is undefeated, which is why, once again, I don't understand why the Players Association is so put out by this. Sex with me. Tony Clark also said he's been fielding pretty much nonstop complaints, and they quote, a lot of the rhetoric is confirmation that the pants are see-through. Universal concern is the pant. End of quote. Universal concern? Don't you mean universal acclaim? And the players don't need to provide confirmation that the pants are see-through. The league already confirmed it when they were doing their, quote, extensive testing. You know, the more extensive testing than any sport has ever done on any pair of pants. Come on, players. You're overthinking this thing. The league actually got this one right. And what do you care anyway? I mean, you're the ones who have no problem waltzing through the clubhouse with your dongs swinging around for reporters. And now you're shy? Since when? Since when? Hey, just wait. Just wait. This is like a soft rollout. Wait until the naked games start. That's when things get really spicy once again for Major League Baseball. That's when the national pastime is once again the national pastime. When we get a naked World Series or a naked home run derby. Even better. What a spectacle that would be. Again, credit to Bob Manford and all that extensive testing and hard work. See, it really does pay off. This could actually be his defining era. For instance, Selig 
had the roid era. Manford may now have the dong era. It's almost like he listened to Dong Day last year on the show. It was like, hey, you know what? You know what? That could work. That could work for us. In fact, we need a Dong Day. No, no. You know what we need? We need a Dong season. Dong Day. Hell, we're Major League Baseball. Every season should be Dong season. Listen, even this guy knows baseball can't rely on baseball bats. Even I got that. Baseball can't rely on baseball alone. We all know this. Get this guy a tennis racket. Get this guy see-through pants. Bob Manford had to come up with something to get people to the ballpark. So he came up with a stroke of genius. So maybe I owe this dude an apology. Maybe we all do. I know I do. Remember last week? Remember last week I took issue with his career, this bizarre career announcement? You know, the one where he said, I'm leaving. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a good day. And then he finished the thought, I'm leaving in 2029. I also hated that extra cringe at the end when the commissioner tried to make a joke about fun. Look, I'm 65, okay? I just started a five-year term. That Do that math, right? That makes me 70 years old. You can only have so much fun um, in one lifetime. My response to that was, the hell does that dude know about fun? When has that guy ever had fun? When have any of us ever had any fun when that guy comes around? And then I had Alvy run him for stating his age. Because you're not allowed to do that on this show. Remember, it sounded like this. Look, I'm 65. Okay. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. But you know what? I am a big enough man. A big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. Wrong. And I was wrong. Apparently, Bob Manfred does know how, know how to have a good time. Apparently, Bob does want to bring that good time to the yard. And by good time, I mean good porn. As if there's any other kind. It's about time. Good porn. Frankly, it is about time. Way to go, Bob. Way to finally come up with a good idea. See-through pants. Have you seen these pictures? Like the pants. Graphic. Graphic. When Justin Fields said to me, I like the pants. Like the pants. It wasn't because they were see-through. They were just nice pants. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is what we're talking about for Major League Baseball. This is all anybody's talking about for Major League Baseball. And good. Because they finally made a good decision. 1-800-636-8686. Hey, listen, I'm all about being fair. And if I'm going to wrap the commissioner over and over again, when the guy does something well, he deserves credit for that. So I will lead this Friday show by giving him credit for that. I'm really not sure what the players are so unhappy about. All right, so in addition, ooh, I got to get out. I'm not used to having an interview in that first segment after the Open. I start to get loose. Greg McDermott next. Hey, listen, get your phone out. Search for the Prize Picks app. It's already on my phone. It's already on the phone of everybody who works on this show because Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. Now, for me, 
It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. I think I've been pretty honest about this. I did not play daily fantasy sports until I found prize picks. And the reason for that, so easy. You have one job. Pick more or less on two to six players and their daily stat projections. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Four. Turn 10 bucks into 1,000 bucks. Quick withdrawals and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stats. That's Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app today. Use my code Rome R O M E and get a first deposit match of up to one hundred bucks. One hundred bucks. Who does that? That's the code Rome R O M E on Prize Picks for a deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You do have to be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. So I warned you at the very top that that opening take would be, quote, graphic in nature. Not this. This is great. This is good. We are almost to March, so it's that time. We are joined right now by the head basketball coach at Creighton. He's in his 14th season. He has posted nine straight 21 seasons. He has made eight NCAA tournament appearances, including that elite eight run last year. The 2020 Big East Coach of the Year, the Blue Jays, 20-7 and overall, 11-5 and in conference play. They're ranked number 15 in the AP poll. They beat top-ranked UConn on Tuesday. Next up, St. John's on Sunday. We are joined by Greg McDermott. Greg, it's been a minute, but it's great to have you back on the show. Always good to talk to you, Greg. How are you? I'm doing great. It's awesome to be back with you. It's great to have you back. Thanks so much. So I know you've turned the page. I know you've moved on to St. John's, but Tuesday's dominant win over UConn was big on several levels. It was the 600th win of your coaching career and the first time in school history that Creighton's knocked off a top-ranked team. So how special was that win for you and your players? You know, it was an awesome night. The, the, uh, the arena was, you know, absolutely electric. Um, and, you know, the good news in Omaha is, you know, UConn's obviously a great team, but you know our fans come out to watch us play, not our opponent play. Uh, so you know it was a it was a, an incredible environment, and you know you you think about milestones. I think as a coach, more after you're probably finished. Um, but it's it's kind of cool to have one of the numbers kind of hit on a on a you know historic game for our program and for our institution since we've never beaten a number one. So something that I'll never forget, and you know obviously our players that were involved. Um, we'll never forget it. We don't have many court storms around here because we've been pretty good. So uh, when that's the case, you don't have a lot of those at home. So it was fun for our student body as well. What a great point. Greg McDermott joining us. You know, you mentioned Omaha. I can remember, and I've told the story a number of times, but when I first syndicated this program in the early 90s, one of the first trips we made when we left California was to go to Omaha. I'd never been to Nebraska, and I was so blown away. And that's, of course, when Nebraska football was at its peak. But you mentioned Omaha. I think it's a great town. Can you speak for a moment about that fan base and how tight they are with the program and what they mean to you? Yeah, Jim, it's it's an incredible sports town and, uh, you know, and and really a state. And you mentioned Nebraska football and how well they're supported. but you know the College World Series rolls in here every June, and it's and it's sold out, and it's Omaha supports it. We've hosted the you know the U.S. Olympic swim trials, and it's everything's sold out. And you know we're averaging over seventeen thousand fans a game, um, hmm. and and it, that's been the case the last 
you know, really since we've got went into the Big East, we've been top five or six in the country in attendance every year. So we have a very educated fan base, a very passionate fan base. Um, and, you know, we only have 4,000 undergraduate students, so it's not like there's 6,000 students that are part of that uh, 17,000. So, you know, we have a lot of people that are really invested in our program and that have helped us uh, continue to move our program forward. You know, obviously you have so much to do with that. It's such a great, great program. I love those numbers that you just pointed out, too. 17,000 a night on average with a student population of that is pretty amazing. You know, when you look at the team, Greg, it's a given that shots are not going to fall every single night, even for your most reliable go-to options. So that said, how much confidence does it give you knowing that you've got four guys averaging in double figures, with your top three scores going over 17 per night? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a heck of a luxury to have. And, you know, to have a guy like Ryan Kalkbrenner inside that we can establish at any time, uh, and we need to establish him even more often uh, when the outside shots aren't going. But, you know, Trey Alexander certainly, you know, can score in the mid-range, can get to the rim. Baylor Sharman uh, has been much the same uh, when three-point shots aren't going in. Uh, He's been terrific in other ways, and Stephen Ashworth, I think, is is you know his his growth since his time uh, transferring here from Utah State and getting a better feel for our system and our program and where his shots are coming from. Uh, he's been much more aggressive, <laughs> excuse me, and that aggressiveness has not only led to opportunities for him; it's led to opportunities for his teammates. So you know those guys have been really solid, and, and then we've had great play from Mason Miller at times, Jason Green, Isaac Trout. Uh, Francisco Farabella comes off the bench as a fifth-year senior, does a great job for us. So it's, it's been an unbelievable group to coach. There's, uh, they really enjoy each other. And, uh, you know, as a result, we, haven't, we really haven't had a bad practice all year. Now, I was going to say, and I can tell how much you enjoy them. You mentioned the big fellow that I was going to ask you about, Ryan Kalkbrenner. He, I mean, not only is he a fierce defender, winning back-to-back Big East Defensive Player of the Year awards. In fact, Shaka Smart of Marquette said he's, quote, one of the best defensive players I have ever coached against. End of quote. How much does that big dude change the flow of the game in the paint for you? Jimmy changes it a ton because, you know, the block shots show up in the stat sheet. What doesn't show up in the stat sheet is the shots that he changes and the shots that they decide not to take because he's there. Uh, so, you know, it, it, we're one of the best in the country at defending at the rim. And obviously he has a, he has a huge part in that, but his, his ability to understand when to leave his feet, when to stay on the ground. Um, you know, I can count on one hand in four years, the amount of times he's been in foul trouble. He does all of it in a very intelligent way and, and doesn't put himself in positions, uh, where he's out of position. So he, he's been, uh, an incredible young man to coach and, um, went through the NBA draft process a year ago and was committed when he decided to come back. Like, if I'm going to come back, I want to get better. And uh, he certainly worked hard to do that. All right, so you're getting ready. Before I let you go, you're getting ready to face St. John Sunday at MSG. Quite a week for our guy Rick Patino, who I love. But after losing to Seton Hall, he bemoaned the fact that his team lacked toughness and athleticism and didn't move well laterally. He later apologized for all of it. When you, when you look at them on film, what do you see? Yeah, I still see it. Pretty pretty good basketball team, and we were re- we were very fortunate to beat them at home in January. We we trailed much of that second half. We're down as many as nine points with about eight minutes left, and, and came back and were fortunate to win at the end. So, you know, any any team that has Coach Patino on the end of the bench, you know, he's forgotten more basketball than than I'll ever know. Um, is going to be a good basketball team, and and uh, you know the, their full court pressure, the way that he wants to play and try to disrupt the game, um, you know, with with their pressure. Uh, is 
you know, something we have to get ready for moving in into Sunday in the Garden, and you know, obviously a national TV game, an important game for them as they try to stay in the NCAA tournament mix. And as we get closer to March, we're trying to position ourselves the best that we possibly can. Hey, Greg, I know you can multitask, but if you were going to break out in song for me, like when that keyboard came out there right there, I thought we were going to have a moment. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't have much going on. That's just uh, that's a phone ring that I haven't figured out how to change yet. Right, <laughs> really quickly. So I've always liked Rick. I still like Rick. What's it like having him back in the Big East? It's awesome. Uh, you know, to have someone that has accomplished what Coach Patino has in his career uh, back in our league, it, it just it, it just adds more cachet to our league. Uh, you know, he's. He's going to turn St. John's into a winner. I don't think there's any question in anybody's mind. And I, I think it's healthy for the Big East Conference when St. John's is good. And, uh, you know, I think Ed Cooley's going to do the same thing at Georgetown. And, you know, the rest of us, obviously, there's great coaches throughout this league all over the place as you, as you look at uh, the roster of coaches we have in this conference. But, um, you know, those teams have not been NCAA tournament teams, at least recently. Uh, and when it gets back to that, I think, I think it just makes for an incredible league in the Big East. And those who have been around long enough, you and I are the same age, but I remember back in the day what the Big East was like. Basketball fans remember it was something else. So I agree with you. It's good to have those guys back. Greg McDermott joining us. They're having another big year. They're 20-7. and seven. They're 11-5. and five. They're number 15, and they've got a big game coming up this weekend. Greg, really appreciate you. Thanks for, so much for showing up the way you do, and it's great to have you back on the show. Always good to catch up, Jim. Thank you. You too. Appreciate you, Coach. Thank you very much. It's class act right there. What a great job he's done there. 17000 a night at Creighton. Ranked in the top 15. Coming off a huge win over UConn. And that's a great night. You beat the number one team for the first time in program history. And you do it on a night when your coach gets his 600th career win. So if Creighton fans want to jump up in here, go ahead and do it. 1-800-636-8686. I did not get any reaction in the opening segment because I wanted to get to that interview, which we did. Glad we did so. So here's a quick reaction before I go to the break. Hey, Rome. If they had these pants when I played, I could have had an even better career. Signed, Greg Maddox. That, of course, produced one of the great stories from back in the day. An early jungle legend. I used to get this question quite a bit. Hey, Rome, who's your favorite interview? And for so many years, early years, the answer was a no-brainer. It was Mark Grace and then everybody else. Grace was in a class by himself. Grace, not only was Gracie like one of the funniest guys ever, but back then when you could say certain things, he said certain things. Back then when you could do certain things, he did certain things. And man, this guy could tell a story. I remember, <laughs> oh man, I hate to do this, but I love Greg Salter. Anyway, he was, he was fidgeting around on the mound and he was acting like he had pulled his groin. So I was like, oh my God, here's our bread and butter, our Cy Young winner. I was, oh my God, Greg, what happened? What happened? He says, Gracie, stand there. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, he said, well, you, you just stand right in front of me. I said, why? He said, uh, well, in, in lack of a better, lack of a better uh, term, uh, he was, he was uh, kind of aroused on the mound. Uh, he, he wasn't kind of aroused. He, he was extremely aroused. And uh, I just went, well, that, I'm the wrong guy to tell that, you know. So I started busting a gut right on the mound. And I just looked at him and I said, dude, you love the pitch, don't you? 
Such an incredible line to this day. Dude, you love to pitch, don't you? Uh, I don't even have a year on that. Whenever we go old school and we post something from the archive, he said that on this show. Whenever we go old school and we post something from the archive, I always say to Alvy, what year? What year? Alvy's like, dude, I don't even know. He was extremely aroused. Stand in front of me. Can you imagine that conversation? Why? Dude, just do it. Stand in front of me. Why? Because he's, for lack of a better term, aroused. Ken writes, Rome, where the hell were these see-through baseball pants when I was playing? I really could have shown off the Louisville Slugger, signed Joe DiMaggio. Joe apparently was in that club. You know, the club. Thanks, Joe. Yeah! At Steel underscore tweets. Buy me some nuts and Cracker Jacks. JJ! At JJ Sportmo. If they put mattresses down in the bullpen and dugouts, then, well... No one will complain about three-hour games or wrestling matches. I mean, they're on their way, right? Brian and San Pedro. Celebrity All-Star Baseball game. Here we come. Signed, Lenny Kravitz, Greg Norman, and Tommy Lee. Jimmers! I, in bold, finally... Have a reason to watch baseball. Signed, Abby in Porn Diego. Finally. Wore bats, wore balls. No Calvick. Frequent shooter this week. I like it. Quote, maybe the MLBPA is upset that they're making them take these pictures in see-through pants. Well, we're still... <laughs> Well, we're still in February, and it's quite chilly. Hashtag shrinkage. Oh, look who's back. At Partially Ohio. Quote, was there a no commando policy attached to the new pants mandate? Really looking forward to the day I'm watching a game on TV, and my kids ask why there's a blocked out rectangle over a player's junk. You know what? Partially Ohio. I think I'm going to restore you to fully Ohio. And I'll tell you why. You didn't get all butthurt. You got right back to work. You came in with a quality submission. Dude, you've earned your handle back at fully Ohio. You're no longer minimally Ohio or fully Michigan. Or incrementally Ohio. Or fractionally Ohio. You're back, dude. It's only one day. You should feel good about yourself. At Lanier Messenger. These new uniforms make me want to come out of retirement and flex. Signed, Non-Cup Nation, Tory Hunter. What's up, Jim Rome? What's up, Tory Hunter? Nothing, man. Still don't wear a cup. So good. I love Tory Hunter. 
We had that conversation for a number of years. What's up, Jim Rome? What's up, Tory Hunter? Still don't wear a cup. What's up, Jim Rome? What's up, Tory Hunter? Nothing, man. Still don't wear a cup. Man, what a great exchange. That was such an awesome way to start a conversation. Love Tory Hunter. Great ball player. Off the chain. Wapner writes, hey, Romy, who cares about MLB's new pants? Nobody watches a sport because of the unis. Signed, Beach Volleyball. Something to be said about that. At underscore karate. Looks like every batter will be starting out with a two-ball count. Hey, Commissioner, you asked for this. S. Johnson, 1937. Jimmy. Even old Trapper knew that a see-through package was invaluable and iconic. Ionic. Scott in the 716. Well done, dude. They did it on purpose. They want you to see all that quality. You can see right through their see-through package. Well done. Hey, Jim. With Bob's decision to let the dongs fly, how long before Goodell decides to follow suit? Imagine tuning in on Sunday to see Thick Foles decked out in his new, quote, performance wear. Or better yet, Travis Kelsey. That would really give Swifty Nation something to talk about. Jay in Virginia. War Commissioner Ears bringing back the short shorts for an NBA throwback game. Hey, find me one thing. They'd have to be see-through short shorts. Find me one other baseball topic that could generate this kind of conversation on February 23rd. Well done, Commissioner. Hey, Rome Slice. Turns out Matt Nagy was right after all. Penis and Cracker Jacks is literally now part of America's pastime. Signed G off in Lincoln. There you go. Off and running. All right, so we are open phones until the top of hour number three. Matt Norlander joins me then. He'll be awesome. We got that great Alvin Deloro energy to start the program. We're going to bookend it. We started with that great Alvin Deloro energy, and then we will end it in hour number three with a look back at the week there was. In and around all that, the ATP. I had a great sit-down in studio with my dude Greg Berhalter yesterday. And we talked all things USMNT. Beautiful game. I'll have that for you, too. Step it up. Get on the phone. one 800 From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. We always get nice on Friday with the ATP, the Ask the Pros, and it's always brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen, if you want to partake... What you need to do is go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the bros. 
Don't hit me up on the X with it. Don't hit me up on email with it. Go to that. CBSSportsRadio.com slash AskThePros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. So, you know, we do the beef segment on Thursday, and there's always beef that is left on the cutting room floor. I could go a straight half hour of calling beefs, written beefs. We never get to all the beefs, and then you beef that I don't get to your beef. And my take is always like, you know what? You don't need to wait for that segment. You can have a beef outside that segment. You can have a beef and turn it into a take outside that segment. And nobody ever, thank you, nobody ever takes me up on that until now. This guy, he gets it. Matt in Alaska. I'll jump you to the front of the line. What's going on, Matt? How you doing? Good, Jimmy. How you doing today? Great. Awesome. Great. I got a couple of beefs. Number one, my first beef is with myself. Sorry I wasn't present yesterday for the beef segment. Number two, I've got a beef with slobs. We all know who these people are. They order two slices of pizza, take the second one, flip it upside down on top of the first one, and now they're eating a makeshift calzone. My phone just blasted me, Jim. I'm out. Run me. Uh, I got a beef, Matt. I got a beef with you. I got a beef with you calling to have a beef outside the beef segment, which is not a bad idea. And I feel like you're going somewhere, and then my phone just blasted me, run me. Now, how about this, dude? How about you ignore, hit ignore, and finish your call? You're on the air with millions of people listening and several hundred stations that are providing a platform for you. Whoever is calling you can wait 30 seconds, no? Come on, Matt. That's my beef with you, Matt. So now I've got a random beef. You had a random beef with slobs? I got a random beef with you, Matt. I like you. You make it better. That call couldn't wait. Who? What could be happening in Alaska that was that urgent? I mean, it better have been urgent, dude. Keep your head. If you get another call while you're on an extremely prominent sports talk radio program, Whoever and whatever it is can wait 15 seconds for you to finish that beef. You had a beef with slobs. You know, the types that buy a couple of pieces of pizza and then turn one over on top of the other one to turn it into a makeshift calzone. Oh, my other phone's ringing, Rome. Yeah, I got a beef with that. As long as we're talking about random beefs, I've got one. What's this thing with, like, these new bicycles that they're kids nowadays? The kids are riding. They're, like, motorized. These giant bikes. And, like, like God forbid you have to pedal. I thought that the whole point of a bike was to make it lightweight so you can pedal. Problem is, these bikes look like they weigh more than my car. And there's no pedaling going on at all. So what you're doing, really, is you're riding a motorcycle on the sidewalk. I mean, come on, kids. Actually, pedal. There's a beef. R- riding a bike is not hard. You know, they say it's like it's just like riding a bike. Riding a bike is easy. Yeah, especially now that they come with motors. You don't even have to pedal. Let's see the reaction. Look who's here, Ms. Nika. 
Hey, Avi, before I read what she has to say, because what she has to say always matters, can we give them some background? Ms. Nika is known for saying things like this now, on the I'm show. I'm out of money for season tickets, and the only thing I can do is go to the game, get drunk, find a little tenderoni, and take him home for the night and ruin him. I'm out. All right, so she is a Jags super fan. And I mean that literally. She was recognized nationally as a Jags super fan. She's an enormous Jackson Jaguar fan. So Ednika989 hits me up on the X with, quote, So, baseball has some new uniforms. I think I need to check this out. War baseball players touching their toes. <laughs> Neeks. The queen is back. Racker. Can I rack an X post? I just did. Anybody else want to call with something? Come on. All right, still ahead. I want to talk about KD and the fact that KD, you know KD. KD's known for what? One, being a Hall of Famer, an all-time player. Two, having an all-time pair of rabbit ears. Three, having extraordinarily thin skin. Four, having burner accounts and engaging with kooks and weirdos online. Well, some other kooks showed up at the arena last night trying to troll and hook him. And for once, you know what? I'm going to side with him. He handled that the right way. And the trolls and the kooks handled it all wrong. So I want to get into that. I do want to reset my conversation with Greg Berhalter. He was in studio yesterday for the Jim Rohn podcast. You know who I want to talk about? Jordan Poole. Dude, how jacked up is this guy? Jordan Poole. This was supposed to be the year he proved all the haters wrong. This was supposed to be the year that he shut everybody up. This was supposed to be the year that he proved his worth. This guy was benched on the worst team in the league, arguably. And then when he did get into the game, he inbounded the ball directly to the opposition. Like, the most Jordan Poole moment ever.